Hey everyone! Welcome to Sundowners, an audio diary of stories, struggles, and lessons learned while living on a sailboat in the Caribbean. My name is Megan. And I'm Travis, and we're thrilled to have you along for the sail. Hello everyone, and welcome back to another week on Summer Wind. Last time we spoke, we were trying to outrun this front that was approaching, and we ran up to Jolly Harbor, Antigua, and boy, am I glad that we came here. I am so glad that we came here. We just had a storm that blew for about five days straight of like 20 gusting into the 30s. Relentless. And it was insane. And then after those five days, we still had like two more days of... Pretty heavy wind. Yeah, like still teens to 20s, like high 20s. Like it was brutal. Yeah, and we did see the storm coming and it has spanned almost the entire Caribbean. Yeah. We have friends up in the Bahamas and as far south as Beckway, so pretty much the entirety of the Caribbean. And everybody was getting wrecked in some capacity for the duration of this storm. Yeah, so that's why we ran to Antigua. It's a pretty protected area with great holding on the bottom. Mm Mm-hmm. We had winds, but we didn't have swell. We didn't have chop, and I'll take that any day. Our anchor dug in good, and we didn't move an inch during that entire week. Thank goodness. Yeah. Like Travis said, we were pretty comfortable overall. I would say the most uncomfortable part of it was how loud the wind was. Oh, my goodness. We had to close the boat up at night. We had to close every (laughs) hatch in the boat because you leave any hatch open, it was just howling through the boat. It would wake you up at night. It was so loud. But yeah, luckily, our boat dug in. Um, We chose this anchorage because it does have a really sandy bottom. And I think we talked about the importance of choosing a good anchorage and how to get good holding. So we were super grateful. Our anchor had no problems holding us in place, even though I think we saw one day gusts up to 46. 40, yeah, mid 40s for sure. So one boat wasn't so lucky. There was one one little boat that was just dragging through the anchorage. Uh, Luckily, Megan found them on Instagram and messaged them. (laughs) Yeah, it was really a funny situation. We were actually down below and we heard somebody in their dinghy yelling at us and they're like, hey, hey. First thing I think is we're dragging. Great. I know. We're like, oh, shoot. So we shoot up and it's this guy in his dinghy who's on a boat a few boats away from us and is like, hey, I don't know if you guys see, but this boat here in the middle is dragging pretty quickly towards you guys. Just keep an eye on it. So we did. And luckily they didn't get too, too close. But um, I did find them on Instagram via their sailing and then their boat name and was able to message them and they were in town. So they got the message right away and raced back to their boat and re-anchored. But yeah, other than that, everyone around us pretty much stayed where they were supposed to. We stayed where we were supposed to. So all in all, it was a pretty solid storm. Yeah. And we did do some boat projects. (laughs) Yeah, we had a fair amount of time on the boat. We didn't leave the boat during those during that whole week right so we pretty much just dug into some boat projects i spent one full day cleaning the bilge just under the engine compartment not the whole bilge just one section of the bilge right i cannot believe it took you all day must have needed it oh it did need it but dang it looks good now brand new shiny 1990 (laughs) what of you yeah but yeah we did that and then we honestly chilled for a while i mean like we could have gotten off the boat but it was so windy that if we would have gone anywhere in the dinghy we would have been soaked from splashing yeah and then we thought about just going to the beach but the sand would have been pelting us because the winds were so strong so we just took some time to catch up on sleep um watch some netflix shows and just hang out which 
honestly was kind of nice for a reset. Yeah, we definitely chilled more than we typically do, and I was not mad about it one bit. I agree, but I was mad about the fact that while in the middle of that blow, there was a full moon, and I was hoping there would be a full moon party. Most places, there is something going on on the beach or a restaurant doing something, but it was just so windy that nobody was really getting off their boat, so we had to throw our own full moon party. Yeah, and we partied. We took a bottle of wine to the bow of our boat and sat there and looked at the full moon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what a wild party. We brought Calla with us. We Don't worry. There was a party of three. It wasn't just the two of us. She had to hide behind our bodies because it was still so windy that she didn't like the wind in her fur. It kept blowing her fur sideways. So she, had to, she was just laying behind us as we were sitting on the bow. Oh, yeah. And then we had a very riveting bowline tying contest. Yeah. Megan smoked me. She didn't even know how to tie one of these dang things. So I teach her how to tie this knot. And then she's like, let's race. And I was like, oh, easy. Money in the bag. (laughs) And what happened? Money was not in the bag. Money was in my bag, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And I won. I was a faster bowline tire. She smoked me. Although now, uh, just a few days later, I don't even know how to tie one. Oh, come on. We just learned. I forgot already. You'll have to show me again. (laughs) Oh, man. It's the most common boat on a or common knot on a sailboat. That's why I wanted to learn. I know. That's why we taught you. I think I was so in the mindset of competition that now I forgot the actual skill. So we'll have to go back. Didn't even matter what the (laughs) skill was. She just wanted to crush me. (laughs) And I did. Oh, man. But after the blow, we were able to get off the boat, finally. And we were able to go in and check out Jolly Harbor. Yeah, so Jolly Harbor didn't have a lot going on. There was an awesome supermarket there, probably the one of the better ones we've seen in the entire Caribbean. Oh, easily. I mean, when they have multiple types of peanut butter, oh, to, uh, you mm, know, mm, salivating. You know that this is a top tier supermarket, especially when you come from the French islands who don't even believe in peanut butter. And <laughs> I, I will admit this. Actually, Megan can admit this. How? quickly do I consume a jar of peanut butter? Like, well, he goes through like one a week, like one, a large one. One a week. So like when we're in a French island, we're there for two weeks. We don't have enough surplus on the boat to be in a French island for very long because you can't stock right. up on peanut butter. Yeah. I remember I bought this one jar in uh, Guadalupe. It was literally like two peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> it was a joke. It was such a tiny jar. But... And it was expensive. Yeah. But yeah, this store in Jolly Harbor has an entire wall of peanut butter and jelly and honey and Nutella and knockoff Nutella and everything you could imagine. Different types. I've never seen so many types of tortillas. Oh, yeah. Like we were at Smith's in Utah. Yeah. Like gluten-free, spinach wraps, tomato wraps. Wheat-free, tortilla-free. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Tortilla-free tortillas. (laughs) Like, there were so many options. I didn't even know which one to choose. I'm like, what is a normal tortilla here? But it was cool. And they had... Feta, they had tzatziki, mm-hmm. they had uh, chicken breast. Chicken breast is actually surprisingly hard out here to find. Yeah, and they had the little like grab and go section. They oh, had, yeah. you know, people working there and they were making potatoes and rice and pizza. And Yeah, the first thing we walk in, Megan gets a bucket of mashed potatoes and mac and cheese. <laughs> and a cheeseburger, obviously. The cheeseburgers were not good, though. Yeah, those were underwhelming, but they were still grab and go in case yeah. you're in a jiffy. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> you gotta grab a burger. You never know when you're gonna need one. But yeah, the, uh, the the store was fantastic, but not a whole lot other than the marina going on there. A couple little restaurants, pretty low-key area. I mean, that side is definitely known for its beaches. Yeah, and that was, I think, interesting for us to figure out on our own because when we were in Antigua in 2019, we anchored on the south side of the island in Falmouth. 
And that had a lot of nightlife, a lot of restaurants, just That's so cool much Anchorage. going on over there. It's super cool. And But while we were there, we heard people talking about Jolly Harbor. And so this time we're like, well, let's go check out what all the hype is about Jolly Harbor. And it must just be the beaches. We just didn't know what to expect. But it does have tons of really pretty beaches. And it definitely seems like the more secluded, low-key side of the island. Yeah, but I mean, the beaches are stunning. I mean, truly, like you're being, like you're in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Like, beautiful white sand beach, turquoise water that just goes on forever. It's like 10 feet yeah. deep for miles out from Antigua. Mm-hmm. So, it's a cool island to sail into because it's so gorgeous, but it's a cool island to hang out in as well. Yeah, and I loved all the turtles. The bay was just full of turtles that would just pop their head up and just swim by your boat, so that was really cool. Yeah, the turtles are always fun. And then, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot going in at in Jolly Harbor, so we rented a car and mm-hmm. decided to go explore more of the island. Yes, we did. And our first stop was to St. John's, which is the capital and also where the ferry terminal comes in. For in the Antigua. cruise ships. For the cruise ships, yeah, yeah. sorry. Um, the cruise ship terminal. And so there was a lot of restaurants, some gift shops, lots of shopping going on there. Oh, Megan almost got her shop on. So uh-huh. she found a pair of sandals that we've literally been looking for all season. And last season a little bit, too, and we lost them. Oh, yeah. So go ahead. I'll let you share this sad, sad story. I know. We have to fill you in on what's going on. So two seasons ago in Guatemala, we were walking down the streets and found this little street vendor who was selling some shoes. And I found a pair of tan sandals. And they were rubber, which is... Just like slide-ons. Yeah, like Birkenstock style. And they were all rubber, which is just a huge win anywhere living on the boat and salt water and salt air. So I bought them. They were like four U.S. dollars. And they were this beigey tan slide sandal, super comfortable. They actually had a good sole. So I literally wore them every single day. It was, After I purchased them. It was quite impressive how often you wore those. They matched everything. I literally didn't even need to think about what shoes I was wearing. I was just wearing those. They were perfect. Um, and then at the end of last season, when we were anchored in Backway, we decided to pull the dinghy up out of the water. So we like hoisted it onto the side of the boat. So it's hanging there by a halyard. And a huge gust of wind. A, like 40 knot gust of wind. This gnarly gust of wind. Blew through that night and it tipped our dinghy upwards basically popped a wheelie it popped a wheelie (laughs) so the back of the dinghy is just dangling in the water and we didn't realize that this had happened until the next morning and we go on deck and we see that we both had left our shoes in there we weren't expecting anything to happen we just left the gas can was in there our shoes were in there everything was still in the dinghy and we had pulled our dinghy up like that so many times before and nothing had ever happened so it was didn't even cross our mind that we should take our shoes out of there and unfortunately, there were two shoes left in the dinghy, one of Travis's and one of mine. Oh, man. Yeah. So I lost my my reef and Megan lost her impossible to find beige sandal. I know she went overboard and went for a little swim over to the other side of the ocean. Probably South America. Probably <laughs> out there. <laughs> so I was very sad. And then luckily that was towards the end of the sailing season. And then we went back to Utah for hurricane season, and I looked high and low. I looked on Amazon. I looked everywhere I could find to find a pair of beige rubber sandals. I knew how hard she had been looking, and Megan's birthday is in September. So I was like, okay, she can't find it. I'm going to put this on my shoulders. I'm going to find it. I couldn't find it. I was literally reaching out to people still in Rio, in Guatemala, (laughs) saying, bro, I need you to go to this street vendor and see if they have them. Because I cannot believe how challenging it is to find just a molded, 
rubber slash plastic beige sandal. If you guys yeah. know of one, send us a link. Please let us know because we need this. I'm still on the hunt. So yeah. anyways, it's been a very tragic experience for me. And I've not been able to find anything that I like, even remotely close to the amount that I liked my tan ones. Until St. John. Until Antigua. we were in St. John's. So we go to this little surf shop and they had the exact same color rubber sandal. And I was so excited. And they only had, I'm a size seven, they had a size six on the floor. And I tried it on and it was just a little too small. So I asked them if they had a size seven. And they're like, yeah, we do in the back. Let's go grab one. I was thrilled. Even though these shoes were about $40. Yeah, 10X. Could have bought 10 pairs of the Guatemalan specials. I was so (laughs) annoyed to pay that much, but I was willing to do it. Yeah. And then they come out and say that they can't find their seven and they're out of stock. So. Yeah, I think they came out with a nine. They're like, does this work? And we're like, yeah. no, this does not work. <laughs> I, I don't think so. So, oh, so it that was, was so a, sad. That was a huge letdown. But all in all, still a fun day. Yeah, St. Sa- John's is awesome. So then we jumped from, that was on the west side of the island, and we drove over to the east side of the island, which takes 30 minutes. Yeah. I mean, the island, Antigua is not a very big island. Uh-huh. And we went over to Devil's Bridge. Yes. Which is just this natural land bridge that's kind of, the ocean has eroded away the rock and left just this bit of land that's still connecting from side to side, which is super awesome, but super sketchy. Yeah. Like, this bridge could have collapsed at any point. There was cracks in the rock. It looked like it was just going to fall through. And the huge swell from the ocean, these waves were just smashing the side of it, like, Coming up in between the bridge area on the other side, it kind of looked like a blowhole on the inside of it because there was so much force of the water shooting up. So it was really cool to see, but you could tell people definitely walked out in the middle, and that is a big no for me. Well, yeah, it's sketchy because that thing can collapse and just be swallowed up by the ocean any second. Mm -hmm. But then you also have the fact of the waves that are breaking over it, and then it was just like kind of uh, mossy on top. Like it definitely did not look like it was not not slippery right like you could hit get hit by a wave knock you off balance and still end up in the ocean and what was it i mean it was not super tall but probably eight foot vertical walls yeah so like to get out of that would have been you might have been done yeah i don't know but it was cool it was it was really cool it was a really cool spot to go check out and this was on sunday Mm -hmm. so on sunday there's also this thing called the shirley heights party street party it's not really a street party it's just a party party sunday party yeah Mm -hmm. And so that's on the south side of the island. So we leave the land bridge, Devil's Bridge, and we drive down to the south side of the island, mm-hmm. and we go to the street, or the, dang it, the hilltop <laughs> party. I guess that's what we'll call it. Yes. And Shirley Heights is a fort, maybe? Um, it's a lookout from- Like a battery? Yeah, a battery from back in the day. A military lookout where they used to look at other ships <laughs> from trying to take over. I'm watching you. <laughs> I would love to see a documentary on- the history of the Caribbean. I have so many questions about how all the islands got their independence and were like fighting other people. Like we have talked about how many forts we go to and every place has like a lookout and yeah. something or There's other. There's forts on every island. And I read all the signs, but I don't really know like what the they, context of yeah, what's Yeah, what were happening. they fording from? I don't know. <laughs> what were you guys watching? What were you hiding from? Yeah, I do know that Antigua used to be a British colony. Oh, uh, yeah. So that at some point, they did gain their independence. So I don't know when this fort came into play. But yeah. anywho, it's a gorgeous place um, that you can see tons, obviously, at the lookout. Lots of views yeah. of the ocean. And mostly overlooking English Harbor, 
which is awesome. Yeah. And Falmouth and that whole bay, which is just so freaking beautiful. Oh, yeah. So pretty. And the Sunday night party. So they have street food. They have tons of grilled meats and everything that you can imagine. And then they have two um, bands that play. At sunset, they have a steel drum band play, which was really cool to watch and hear that music. It's so pretty. And then once the sun goes down, they have an actual live music band that comes up and sings. And then you can like kind of dance the night away. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, we danced the night away and the sunset was just stunning up it there. It was. Like, yeah. There was, unfortunately, there's just like a whole line of people trying to get photos. There's just one yeah. little perfect lookout to get photos. And we managed to wiggle our way in and get a couple photos and mm-hmm. watch it, but it just lingered. It was just like yellow and orange and red and purple for so long. It was so pretty. And we did get some of the barbecued food. We yeah. got a plate of chicken and then it came with some potato salad and then also a regular garden salad. And it was just all so good. The flavor of the chicken, I don't know how people do it in these Caribbean islands, but I'm with you. I need to learn. I need to take a cooking class from them because yeah. it is always so good. It's so good and i'm sure the cats would attest to that as well absolutely there were these two little kitties that were just running around taking some food from everybody everybody and I'm sure they ate well that night i feel like everybody that got a new plate of food i mean there's how many people were up there hundreds of people at least a yeah. hundred if not uh, maybe more i two, definitely think hundreds hundreds of people and it's funny because there's just like a a line of people getting food getting drink and then they would come sit over at the, like the picnic table area a little grassy field and these cats, and everyone's like, oh, these poor cats, they're probably starving. And we sat there and just watched just group after group after group feed these cats. We're like, man, these cats are in, like, heaven right now. They know what they're doing. And we fell for their poor little yeah, cute faces 100%. at first, too. We were like, oh, my gosh, they're starving. And then I watched how much they were eating. And then, like, an hour later, they were just lounging in yeah. the grass because they were so full. And people were walking up trying to feed them, and they were not like, even eating. Turning their back to people, like, nah, I'm... I'm so full. Leave me alone, peasant. (laughs) Uh, So they definitely eat well on Sunday nights. Yeah. So that was awesome. We had a lot of fun up there. We danced the night away until 10, 11 p.m. And then we had to drive back to the other side of the island. Yeah. Which was not the most fun. No. It was was just dark. And it was like an hour from Shirley Heights to back to where our boat was. Yeah. So. So absolutely worth it, though. Yeah. That was awesome. And then the next day, we actually decided to take a ferry over to Barbuda. Yeah. So we kicked around the idea of wanting to sail over there, but it's mm-hmm. 35, 36 miles in a boat that moves five miles an hour. That's a whole day of getting there. Right. And after the storm had blown through, there was no wind. Yeah. I mean, it was zero wind. Mm-hmm. Like It was dead calm. So we would have had to motor all the way there, which would have been, we hate motoring. It would have been a nightmare. Yeah. It's so slow on our boat and it's just so loud. The whole boat smells like diesel. Yeah. And Exhaust. it gets so, yeah, it gets so hot in the boat too. And it's just like, eh. It's yeah. gross. It's not a fun place to be. So we have to take the ferry over and what an experience it was. Like the spirit, the ferry moves at 20. 20 knots, 18, 19 knots. I mean, the thing was flying. It was so fast. Yeah, it took like an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. Um, So it was really a nice way to get get around. And it was a catamaran. So I was like, man, this is nice not being on a lean. And look at us speeding across the ocean. Yeah. But it was really pretty. The seas were so flat, calm. And the water, almost like the entire way, was like 
30 to 50 feet deep. Yeah, I think the deepest we saw was 80 feet. And so it was so clear. It was just sandy bottom. You could basically see down. For a lot of it, you could just see the bottom. Like when we were coming in, we were five miles offshore, and it was like 33 feet deep, and you could just see the contour of the bottom perfectly. You could see the sand, the starfish, the turtles. Like It was crazy. It was really cool. And so we got there, and we had done a little bit of research on Barbuda. Not a ton. Not a ton. But enough that we knew where the ferry was going to drop us off was on the opposite side of the island from where the town or the village was. Definitely a village. Definitely was a village. But we couldn't tell that from Google Maps. So we actually did look into renting a car because we decided if we're only there for a day, we want to check out everything. Um, Unfortunately, they had told us the rental cars were all out. And I think... Now that we've been there, I think that's because there was probably only one or two on the entire island. Max, two. I mean, there's only 2,000 people that live on the island, right? Yeah, 2,000, they said. Yeah, so very low-key little island. Beautiful, stunning. I mean, it was like a Bahamian island. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of the islands in the Eastern Caribbean are big mountainous islands that shoot up out of the sea. This, you couldn't even see it until we were dang near there. It was right. like just a little sandbar, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, we get there, and we plan to walk to this little cafe mm-hmm. and which was like a couple hundred meters away yeah and we walked to the cafe and there's no cafe yeah it's pretty much closed i mean it is closed the it's all thing. boarded yeah. up yeah <laughs> it was very much closed and the thing that we didn't realize was that everybody pretty much on our ferry had booked this all-inclusive day tour so as soon as we get to the ferry terminal, everybody except for us and like one other group of two people. Yeah, just, just two other people. Yeah, file into this tour bus, VIP bus, VIP. They have these wristbands on. We're like, oh well, okay. So they leave. We're thinking we could catch a taxi. There's no taxis available. There's no rental car. I mean, we're just dropped off at this like spit of sand. You're nowhere. Literally nowhere. So the, we're like the bars and restaurants are south of you. The village is north of you. You're in between nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, well, let's go just have breakfast at this cafe and we'll assess from there. And then yeah, there was no cafe. So we're like, okay, well, I guess we'll just keep walking into town, which was like three or four miles. Miles, away. yeah. And so we just start walking. And it wasn't too long until this van pulls up beside us and they're like, hey, do you guys need a taxi into town? And we, of course, say yes. And we get in this van and I don't think these people were a taxi. No, they were just looking for a couple extra bucks. I think it was somebody, a few people on their way to work. Yeah. So there was two people, like two people in the front and then one woman in the back who scooted over and I was sitting in the middle seat next to her and she's just definitely on her way to work. Like she has a poster board or something that she was taking to work with her but she was so nice she said she's from barbuda grew up there and she just really embodied this tour guide spirit oh and yeah she wanted to show us her entire island she was pointing at, here's our one gas station here's our horse race facility they apparently that's very popular there horse racing and cricket seem like the only forms of entertainment there yeah and i think the horse race and the cricket field were the same yeah i definitely it looked- <laughs> i think the horse track goes around the cricket field <laughs> it looked like that yeah she showed us where their cemetery yeah was. Their, their one cemetery so she was very excited to uh show us around which was really sweet she was super super nice um and on our way into town they asked us if we wanted to stop and get breakfast and we said yes and what we had thought is that we would get dropped off in town and then wander around and find a breakfast place. Yeah, find a little bakery or something to find some food. Yeah. Well, then they just pull over to this house. Little yellow house. And they're like, here's the breakfast spot. And the way they said it was the breakfast spot. Yeah, and it was the breakfast spot. 
the only restaurant in town, it felt felt like. I think it was. Yeah. They said, you want breakfast? Here's the place you get breakfast. <laughs> Which I wasn't mad about because it was super good breakfast sandwiches and they were like 15 EC. I mean, I thought it was delicious and it was a good deal. I was stoked. Yeah. I just didn't know that was the only option that we had. Right. I mean, yeah, I wasn't mad about it. It was just surprising compared yeah. to, you know, other places that we had been. So that's where we met the other one couple that didn't go on the VIP tour. And we sat down and had breakfast with them and chit-chatted with them for a little bit. And we were just all laughing about this whole experience where we thought we thought Barbuda was going to be a lot different than it was. Yeah. And it was awesome regardless. It was just different. Yeah. Because they had gotten they had the exact same experience. They got a taxi and the taxi said, do you want to get breakfast? And they said yes. And they got dropped off at the same location. Yep. They just walked in behind us. So <laughs> it was funny. But then we split off from them and we went and walked into the village and it was definitely a village. It was uh, very small. I mean, the only thing we found one little grocery store. We found a couple of snacks about a couple, of, I think, a bag of chips and a couple of drinks. Yep. And just walked around. And I will say that the gal in the taxi van, air quote taxi van, that really embodied the tour guide spirit is kind of the mentality that everybody on the island had. Yeah. Everybody was so warm and so welcoming. And thank you so much for coming to Barbudo. I hope you mm-hmm. have such a good experience. You'll tell somebody else and they'll come join us. Like, exactly. Like so many times we had people come out and greet us or talk to us or just interact with us. Mm-hmm. It was really super nice. Everybody was so nice. They had this mural that said, Welcome to Barbuda. And we walked over and took some photos with it. And there was a group of people standing across the street. And they were just waving and giving us thumbs up. They were so excited that we yeah. were taking photos with the Welcome to Barbuda sign. Um, so it was really nice. It was interesting, though, because we definitely realized that not a lot of people just wander around the town. Oh, yeah. Not at all. We had not looked into anything we had no destination we just wanted to see what this place is all about so we just were walking around the streets just seeing what it's like and we had several people try to offer us assistance one woman in particular she was inside of her place of work and she saw us out of the windows and she came out of her business we were like a half a block away like not a long ways away but she had to work to get to us yes she came out of her building and she waves us down and she says hi excuse me you guys look lost can i help you find something and we're like, oh, we're just looking around. And she's like, oh, welcome to Barbuda. Please take a look, take photos. She was really super nice. Um, and then we had somebody else come out and tell us where customs was. Yeah. And everyone was just really nice and willing to help us. They, It just was clear that, you know, not a lot of people just wander around their town. Yeah, not at all. But what a cool, fun place. We, we had to go meet the taxi driver at the gas station. Mm-hmm. And he picked us up and then took us down kind of the other side of the island to Uncle Roddy's Beach Resort, Beach Bar, or something like that. And we got there before they opened, which was normal. So we just hung out in their little cabana out front. And the beach is just this most pristine, pristine white sand beach you've ever seen. Just beautiful blue, clear water out in front of you. I mean, it, it was paradise. It really was, yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of these Eastern Caribbean islands feel awesome but don't feel like paradise they're Mm -hmm. big mountainous islands the bays are usually deep and dark like when you get to like the bahamas or barbuda or antigua that have these big beautiful beaches that just stretch on forever that's like 
paradise in my eyes and just lined with beautiful palm trees. Yeah. And also the the seclusion aspect, too. Oh, I mean, yeah. we've been to a lot of beautiful places down Eastern Caribbean, but most of them, too, have, you know, a big city attached to it. Or yeah. the beautiful beach is, like, right next to this massive beach bar or whatever. And this was, like, it was a restaurant, but it was, you know, very quiet. Oh, yeah. Um, and just, like, in all directions, there was just, I mean, maybe a couple of people's, like, houses people that lived there um but really nothing else on it so it was really unique to kind of see this still untouched piece of land really oh yeah and i think uh this was the thing to do because we ran into the same couple <laughs> uncle roddy's just sitting in the cabana next to us We're like oh hey good to see you again we yeah. all chatted for a bit and swam and had a little bit of fun and then mm-hmm. the restaurant opened up yep so we went in there and grabbed a pizza mm-hmm. and a couple coronas and it's like a it's a two-story restaurant so we opted to go on like the deck up top and it just had the perfect view of just the beach and the ocean my goodness mm-hmm. man that place is stunning yeah and it was quiet and not like the hustle and bustle so it was really relaxing and honestly just so beautiful and then we were getting ready to leave and somewhere along the line there was a miscommunication between <laughs> us and the taxi driver the taxi driver you can't it's not like oh he's not here let's call another taxi yeah so he picks us up and this gentleman was so so nice and again so gracious and so happy we were visiting his island, but he's like, okay, uh, are you guys ready to go to the Pink Sand Beach? Because I had asked him if he could pick us up and we could go there, you know, before we get on the ferry. And at this point, he, was he like, wasn't there. He was like 30 minutes late to pick us up. So, you know, we're like, oh, unfortunately, I don't think we'll have time to go to the Pink Sand Beach, which is just probably a five minute drive north of the ferry terminal. Yeah. So not far, but we didn't have time to do that. And he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Well, let's still go and I'll just drop you off. He's like, you'll have time. You'll (laughs) have time. We'll make it happen. Yeah. And you can take some photos and then we can go. And I was a little bit bummed at first because I wanted to spend time there on the Pink Sand Beach and relax and enjoy. But um, he rushed us there and then he got out of the car with us and came down to the water. Yeah. And... The where we parked to the beach was not a close distance, so we had to bushwhack to get to the pink <laughs> sand beach. But I think it was probably the the closest way to get there. I think it's yeah. usually like a little hike into the pink sand beach, and he was like trying to get us the shortest route possible. Yeah. So bless his soul, he did what he could. And unfortunately, when we got to the pink sand beach, there wasn't there was not much pink. Right. Yeah. I don't know if it's it just like looked like a beach. Yeah. Like if you look really closely, you could pick up some shells that had a tinge of pink in them, but. I was surprised because the photos I had seen looked way more pink. So I don't know if it's a time of year or there was a little bit of sargassum on the yeah shoreline. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But it was honestly, it worked out perfectly because we spent most of the day at the most gorgeous beach. And then we did still get to see, see the pink sand beach, take a couple photos. But I would have been a little bit bummed if we spent a lot of time there because yeah. it wasn't as pretty as the other beach. Yeah, you could tell Uncle Roddy's that little beach restaurant like probably manages their beach Uh because there was like not there was a little bit of sargassum but not a ton of sargassum it was like pretty well maintained and the pink sand beach there was nothing there was no businesses Mm -hmm. no tourism nothing there yeah and the uncle roddy's beach was um like soft pillowy sand which apparently wasn't the taxi driver saying that barbuda exports yeah that's their main export is sand so it was like really nice soft very fine sand but then the pink sand beach was like more shelly yep which i think probably is what makes it pink but um Anyways, yeah. So I was glad that we spent most of the day and that it worked out. But then the taxi driver rushed us to the ferry terminal. So we were able to do it all yeah. at the end of the day. We did everything we wanted to do. We got to the ferry terminal and man, it was hilarious. Like it felt like 
we went to Disneyland. Like yeah. everybody on the ferry terminal on the way to Barbuda was just lively and chatting and having fun. And it it was a completely different scenario on the way home. Everyone was trying to avoid the sun as much as possible because we're just on like a little catamaran ferry. I mean, it's yeah. not like we're enclosed or anything. Mm-hmm. And everyone's trying to sleep, find places to sleep on benches. Like everybody was spent. You could tell everybody hit it hard, which yeah. is awesome. That's what we all did. That's what we all came to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nice. It even felt like we were on vacation for a day. We got to get off the boat. We packed our bag that morning of what do you think we're going to need? Got on the ferry. We felt like we were, you know, going, we were going somewhere new that we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into or any expectations. So it was really nice. Yeah. And what a fun way to experience that little island. You know, it would have been challenging for us to get there by sailboat, but I'm glad that we did it still. Absolutely. But I agree. that was a fun, busy, packed week. Actually, kind of sleepy for half of it but a little relaxing (laughs) a little excitement just how we like it yeah but it was a fun week nonetheless i know we always try to finish this up with something that you learned this week i'll let you go first on this one let us know something you learned oh yeah something i learned is to i think always take the ferry always take the ferry i like that I mean, this is now our second time taking a ferry this season. We took the one to mainland St. Vincent and had a wonderful experience. Um, And, you know, we like to try to take our boat places as much as possible, but sometimes it just doesn't work out based on weather or logistics or timing. And we're all the way out here. And at this point, I feel like however you can explore the islands, whether by ferry or your boat or take your dinghy or whatever, the more that you can see, the more worth it it's going to be. And it's always worth it. We've never done something and then, you know, regretted it. So we went back and forth on this and the ferry wasn't super cheap. And we were like, do we even need to go to Barbuda? Like, maybe we just don't do it. Maybe we'll take our boat there next time. And we ended up doing it, and I'm really glad that we did it, and um, I loved it. I loved our experience. Yeah, something. This is our third year in the Eastern Caribbean, in the Caribbean, and I think a, a perspective we have this year that we haven't had previously is if we haven't done it yet and we want to do it, what are the opportunity costs of doing that from home? If we want, if mm. we were back in Utah and we wanted to go to Barbuda, how much how much more challenging would it be than just to yeah. jump on a ferry when we're already in Antigua? Exactly. And the same, when we were in Beckway and we wanted to do mainland St. Vincent. Like, we didn't have the time to sail there and the anchorages weren't good for where we wanted to go. Mm-hmm. So we took a ferry there. And, like, again, we're not going to fly to St. Vincent from Utah in our future. Right. So it's like these moments. I love that. Take the ferry because, like, there's so many places in three years that we still haven't done that are so much more accessible by ferry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. And, you know, even if the ferry's a little bit expensive, and, I mean, that for sure wasn't a cheap day between the taxis and everything. Probably one of our most expensive days this season. (laughs) Yeah, but at the end of the day, like you said, you know, the cost of doing it if we were to fly from Utah, it would be way more expensive than just doing it right now. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, like, that is a way better spend of money to me than not doing it. 100%. I'm with you on this one. So what's something you learned? Ooh, I think something I learned is to try to slow down and enjoy things. I know that's Mm. hilarious to say considering we live on a sailboat and I'm sure everybody listening right now thinks that we're just chilling on a beach every day. But I will say the majority of our life out here is go, 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 go. We're trying to see as much as we can, do as much as we can and a really short period of time because we're really covering a lot of ground. Mm -hmm. And I felt like the trip to Barbuda, we did just kind of hang out on a beach. We did just kind of lounge under a cabana and not stress about 
trying to do every single thing there is to do on Barbuda. We just, we took it as kind of a vacation day, like you were mentioning. Right. Let's just, and it was exciting. Like, oh, let's pack our bag. We're going to the beach for the day. Do we need towels? Do we need, what do we need? We need sunscreen, da, 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 da. Exactly. So I think just to try to slow down and enjoy the moments as they're here. Absolutely. Is so special. I love that. So special. Uh, yeah, I like that. And I think it's good that you put in here, you know, the little bit that we are not always doing that because I think sometimes it does seem like that. And we're not complaining, but we're just always busy with other things going on oh. and seeing other sites. So Trying to keep this boat afloat. Yeah, true. And even fun <laughs> things too, but it is, we have to be intentional about just relaxing on a beach. And I, so. I mean, yeah. I would say in a given day, we're more active out here than in Utah, for sure. Easily. Like we're just going, going, going from, I mean, we have slow mornings sometimes, but I mean, we'll be going all night. I mean, yeah, there's so much to do out here. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's mine. Slow down and enjoy. And I think that's something everybody at home could take as well. Try to slow down and enjoy today. Yes. I love that. Well, thanks for uh, spending some time with us, you guys, and we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.